This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome, everybody, to episode 78 of the Animaniacast. Oh, come now. The children can't possibly be as beastly as all that. They're not. They're worse. In my pants, filled my coffee cup with ants. Then they shove some macaroni up my nose. Up his nose! Always giving me a kiss. They sneak up on me like this. Take my toupee. And my lipstick. And my clothes. They pop out of cookie jars. Find a drawer and there they are. I once found them whirling around inside my ear. Inside his ear! There is nowhere they can hide. Eat and donut taste inside. They're too crazy, they're too zany, they're Just slightly mad We can't help it If we like to play Oh, what do you do With children like us Warners? What do you do With eggs at a buffet? It rhymed And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast out there dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode, exploring all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. And you, you must be Petey Pie. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us across the country is Wiki. No, is Kelly. Hi there. <laughs> I was going to call Kelly Petey Pie, but then you stole my little thing. But okay. <laughs> ah, Nathan, you bested me on that one. Oh, well. Wiki is good enough in name. Dit, or maybe dit. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> we all love we all love the Warners. <laughs> yeah, uh, Petey Pie. Wiki and Dit. They're all they're fantastic. Anyway, today we are going to be talking about episode 78 of Animaniacs, which includes the segments The Sound of Warners and Yabba Dabba Boo. And uh, let's see, guys, if someone were to ask you in a few words to tell us about this episode, what would you tell them? Nathan, what would you say? It's like a love letter to California. Okay, and <laughs> in a way, I don't know if it's that lovely of a love letter, but it's sure. And Kelly, what about you? Animaniacs is one of my favorite things. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, um, today's episode just had those two segments. One, of course, uh, the Sound of Warners, the whole Sound of Music parody, and then we have Chicken Boo later on. But uh, Nathan, tell us, when did this episode first premiere? Oh, boy. Okay, so uh, this episode first premiered on Saturday, November 18th of 1995, which was just one day after The American President and GoldenEye were released. It was one week before the release of Casino and Toy Story. It was uh, three days before the release of Donkey Kong Country 2, and uh, four days before Nintendo unveiled the playable version of Nintendo Ultra 64 
which would later be called Nintendo 64, uh, with playable versions of Kirby Ball 64 and Super Mario 64. Ooh, Nintendo 64. We it's had coming. One. We had one of those. In fact, <laughs> I have our old Nintendo 64 in the closet right next to me. I'm not sure if we have the... Well, I don't think I've ever seen the movie GoldenEye all the way, but we certainly played the game a lot. Yeah, that was one of the best games ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got the the Wii version, too, later on that they redid. Not as good, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have a Nintendo 64, Kelly? No, I um, <laughs> I stopped with uh, Super Nintendo. <laughs> Super Nintendo, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, I... I, ne- I thought nothing could ever beat, like, the Super Star Wars trilogy, so <laughs> I was done. Oh, uh, I I just, I'm just not a big gamer. I um, I play Disney Emoji Blitz on my phone. That's about it. Oh, yes, that's right. And you're, and you're getting really good at that game, too. You're on my phone. I am so getting good at it. I've unlocked almost everything, and then I challenge you to food fights, and you never accept them. Oh, I never see them. Oh, you know what it is? It's probably my wife playing it when she's... <laughs> Because my, oh. <laughs> my wife, I hand my phone to my wife, which she she goes, I got a blitz, and so she plays Disney emoji blitz for me, basically all the time, trying to unlock the characters because she's better she's at the my game. Top computer. She is. She is a she is a very good player. <laughs> so, well, Nintendo sixty four. That that's uh maybe you'll get it, Kelly, when they come up with the uh they're doing the whole Super Nintendo mini Super Nintendo mini Nintendo sixty four treatment. I think coming up. So yeah. No, oh, I heard that the the handheld minis. Oh, the sixty four. Yeah, oh. the sixty four. They're coming out with the sixty four soon. Yeah, that would be definitely worth getting. I wonder if it'd have four control. It would have to have four controllers in it, right? Like, Ooh. you want to you would want to do four player games on it, like maybe. As long as it has Goldeneye, oh. I think people will be happy. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Um. First of all, before we get uh, into all that, we do have a new variant verse, and it was Meet Mark Twainy. Meet Mark Twainy. You got Mark Twain right there. Right. Yeah, it doesn't really have anything to do with the episode, but no, uh, no. yeah. Nice to see Mark Twain. I thought, I, I, you know, I like writing the Mark Twain at Disneyland. That's <laughs> And the book Tom Sawyer as a kid, I really like that book. Huckleberry Finn, I thought was kind of boring, but maybe I wasn't old enough to read that book yet, but. I like Tom Sawyer. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and get into the sound of Warners. The Sound of Warners was written by Paul Rugg and it was directed by Alfred Gimeno and Charles Vizier. Or Charles Vizier. I don't know how to pronounce his name, Charles, but there you go. <laughs> and anyway, Nathan, tell us what happens here in The Sound of Warners. All right, so it's uh, we've got a Sound of Music parody. So if you've seen that movie, you may have something to go off. Uh, there's a nanny named Punella Flundergust, and she's off to Burbank to be the uh, nanny for uh, the Warners. The, uh, of course, uh, Hello Nurse and Scratch and Sniff and, and Ralph the Guard try to sing a song telling her all the dangers that the Warners are, but... She doesn't quite listen because she's kind of crazy. They all go on a picnic. And, uh, after Scratchesness uses uh, the bathroom in the bushes, he comes out with poison oak. So she sings a song about that as well. Then later that night, there's a thunderstorm. All the Warners are asleep. So she wakes them up and says, don't be afraid of thunder and sings a song of all the things that she ponders when she's afraid. And then uh, at, at that point, Wacko's about had it. So he takes a mallet and he's, 
gonna hit her, and then she offers him some milk, little wiki, uh, gets some milk, and goes back to bed. So uh, we cut to uh, a father and daughter, and uh, the daughter's named Ricola. I think, uh, and she says, "Why didn't Why didn't Wacko hit him with a mallet?" Uh, and uh, the dad says, "Well, she didn't do anything wrong. She was just being nice." And then, uh, so then we, uh, the Warners are there too, and like, "That's right." But we'll go back in this next act. So then, the next act, they try to uh, try to provoke uh, Blunderbust or whatever her name is Blundergust. Instead, uh, she just loves their renditions of uh, music that they've added to her songs and don't get upset. So instead, they go to Slappy to uh, blow her up and Slappy comes over and blows her up and she goes all the way to Austria. And just when the Warners think they're safe, in, in flies Mary Poppins and they just run off trying to get Slappy again. So that's the end. <laughs> so there's not one but two Julie Andrews parodies in this one right here. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Very good. Nice summary, Nathan. We just went through uh, 17 minutes in uh, two minutes, I think. So. Yeah, I missed some stuff, though. I mean, well, let's <laughs> let's talk about some of the stuff that you missed. Let's talk about some of the stuff that you missed. Uh, number one, obviously, this is a, um, you know, a musical parody, The Sound of Music. Uh, I think we've all seen Sound of Music, right? Everyone here? Yeah. Um, is that the I'm 16 going on to 17? Or? Yes. Yes, Nathan. <laughs> Nope, no. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen it. You've seen it, right? Yeah, I've seen it. They make you. They force you to watch that in school. They just they force you to. I never watched it in school. Oh, I well, guess I guess you could tie World War Two into it a little bit. I, I had a musical appreciation class, and all we did was watch musicals. So we saw that in Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, okay. Well, and uh, some other ones, but okay. Well, you know, let's uh, go over the the quick the song parodies. Um, of course, the at the beginning she sings uh, a parody of the Sound of Music, which we've heard this parody before. With the hills are quite full with big rocks and boulders. From Hello, Nice Warners. Exactly, and uh, now it now it's back. Now this tune is back, uh, and except this time it's just called Burbank, I believe. And uh, then, there, of course, there was a a problem with, like Maria uh, gets chur- turned into uh, children like the Warners. Uh, mm-hmm. There was the song Edelweiss, which gets turned into Poison Oak. Um, My Favorite Things gets tur- got turned into When I Am Afraid. Uh, the Lonely Goat Herd <laughs> turned into a, gr- a Grumpy Chicken, which I really like that cute little quick song <laughs> she was singing to herself. Deep in the valley, a grumpy chicken. Buck a buck a buck a buck a buck buck buck. Um, and then climb every mountain turns into uh, eat all your oatmeal at the at the end. I I don't know. There's there's so many. Um, there's probably one or two more uh, parodies in there as well uh, that are just embedded in the other songs. But mm. you know, there's references to previous episodes. I mean, there's the whole potty emergency. <laughs> reference right there. Doctor Scratch and Sniff, your food's getting oh so cold. Just a minute. <laughs> I thought a bear had eaten you. Well, you know, when nature calls, you have to pick up the phone and say, "Hello, I got your message. I've got a package for you." Ew, I've got a package for you. Excuse me? 
Oh, look who's talking, Mr. Party Emergency. Yeah, but I never said package. I remember when we first started the podcast, I was talking about that being one of uh, my favorite Dr. Scratch and Sniff lines. I heard it when I was, <laughs> I must have been a freshman, freshman or sophomore in high school at this point, watching the show. And I would repeat this line Dr. Scratch and Sniff said in my best impression of Dr. Scratch and Sniff I could muster. <laughs> and would say it to people every time I left the bathroom. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's the main thing I really remember from this um, this episode. I was quite impressed with myself, even though I haven't seen this episode in, it must be at least 10 or 15 years. I haven't seen this episode um, that I... I Still memorized his line almost verbatim, so good for me. Yeah, I just I just love the, all the Warner's reactions to the package. Just, <laughs> just ew. package. Ew. <laughs> uh, um, but there's so many great moments in this uh, cartoon, guys. Uh, what are what are some of your favorite uh, lines or moments, uh, things like that? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. I liked when during the storm and they were asleep and dreaming. Yakko was singing the countries of the world, and he skipped Panama, and he's muttering to himself, oh, I skipped one, I skipped the one country. United States, Canada, Mexico, Jamaica, Haiti, Peru, you left one out. Left one out! I thought that was really funny. <laughs> and then, of course, Dot later is, is dreamy of Newt Gingrich. Newt Gingrich. Uh... Um... <laughs> Which uh, a lot of people are thinking that's might be alluding to the deleted song that would be probably coming after this episode if they ever did air it. And uh, we just had a great talk with Tom Ruger and Randy Rogel last week, and they had mentioned that song. Um, I think Tom, I, you know, I don't know if it was really necessarily referencing the upcoming song or not because it seemed like. Both of them, it was almost like a for both of them was something that was almost forgotten. But I did find online not the whole song, but the last section of the the um, Newt Gingrich song sung by Randy Rogel. And I love those cute Republican things like you order your chicken with two right wings. Oh, Mister Gingrich, what am I gonna do? I think you're cute, you big galoot, and you're so astute, oh my. They can't dispute, well, there's no refute that I love you, Newt. You're a true grassroots, professional, and congressional kind of guy. It's a great big universe, and we're all really puny, and Boys Town was just a movie, Newt, that was starring Mickey Rooney. Might wish he had Lancelot or Galahad, but not me, Newt. I've got it bad for you. You're the man on top. You're the golden boy. You Mrs. Gingrich's pride and joy. You're a hit. You're it. You're the real McCoy. It's true. My heart is all a flutter, and the words I want to utter are you're eating too much butter. Yes, it's true. But you're just so cute, you sly old coot. You gave those Democrats the boot. They say there's nothing absolute. It's not true. You're the man for me. You're the VIP. You're the CEO of the GOP. And it's two DCASAP for you. Because, Mr. Gingrich, you're the thing which every girl would want to ring, which says you're hers, but still you're mine. You see, here's 
true, you Mr. Newts. A 21 gun salute, cause there's no one else as cute. Except for me. I saw New Gingrich at the mall one time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, he was, he's, uh, you know, Georgia representative. So, um, oh, really? I didn't know who, he, I didn't know who he was, but my mom's like, there's Newt Gingrich. And so I was like, oh, wow, he's like a politician. Yeah. But I was a kid and I, I didn't care. But I, I knew, I thought that the name was funny. That was what impressed me the most. I was like, oh my goodness, there's somebody actually named Newt. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> she, she turned me into a newt but um i uh i just you know i just don't like politicians period so <laughs> well of course later on there you know newt gingrich got turned into a uh star wars character essentially later on you know about that because of... i know about the dodd oh um, lot oh new gunray yeah new gunray Gun yeah yeah, yeah. Newt. Newt uh, here's the thing: George Lucas was not a fan of uh, Newt Gingrich, and uh, not a fan. I don't of... think he likes politicians. He either. doesn't like politicians; they're not to be trusted. Um, <laughs> but there, uh, Newt Gunray was uh, the first name Newt from you know Newt Gingrich, and then Gunray is simply Ronald Reagan's last name, you know, flipped around. So instead of Reagan, it's Gunray. So yeah, Newt Gunray. Is just a combination of Newt Gingrich and Ronald Reagan in a slimy alien form. So there you go. <laughs> the things we learn. The things we learn on the Animaniacs where they talk about stuff other than Animaniacs. So, <laughs> well, what, uh, Nathan, what about you? What are some uh, things in this first cartoon that you really liked? We got to see the mall from the M-A-U-L-L from uh, Survey Ladies. There you go. Uh, there you go. That was nice. Um, the uh, mention of Goop Troop is kind of nice. Don't worry, Funella won't let anything eat you. Why don't you go bug the kids on Goof Troop? They weren't really slamming it like they do bonkers, <laughs> but... Yeah, because, I mean, like, uh, Randy, or uh, Tom, or, uh, sorry, um, what's-his-face is in it? <laughs> Goofy? No, who's No, there? no, PJ. Uh, oh, Rob Paulson. Uh, Rob Paulson is, yeah, right? <laughs> so they can't, they, can't, they can't go too bad on it. I think it, they're like, just, like, they're friends with Goofy, so they don't want to slam it. They're friends. You know, Goofy's in yeah. Goof Troop. We don't slam that. Yeah, that no, makes no. sense. That go that, but I bet Rob Paulson probably did voices in Bonkers too. I would not be surprised. Um, anyway, look it up. <laughs> look it up, Nathan. Look it up. That's your work. Okay. So anyway, the whole cartoon for me is just just so funny. I mean the poison mm -hmm. the poison oak song <laughs> gets stuck in my head. And just the, yeah, it's the, hard. I get itchy when I listen to it. Uh, like, and just seeing Doctor Scratch <laughs> and Sniff just turning into a, essentially looked like a head of grapes when he was done. He just looked so swollen and in pain. That was nasty. Oh, it was so. And it's like his. There's the shot from behind. It looks like his. His like eye. His glasses are like embedded. Like lumps are forming <laughs> over it. It's so gross, but it's so. At the same time, it's such a pretty it's it's a pretty song. Like Rob Paulson does this great <laughs> harmonization with Tressa McNeil. I think she's crazy. Yeah. Poison oak, poison oak, make. 
makes you itch if you catch it. Is there a point to this cartoon? I don't know, but we're still getting paid. Flushing. Skin turns red, blister spread. Spread the more that you scratch it. Chafing and stinging, the itch gets worse. Itch gets worse, it's burning. Sing! Poison, no. Poison, no. For days to come, you'll be hurting. <laughs> oh, my. Wasn't that fun? <laughs> I'm scared. It's so... For such a disgusting moment, it's a pretty song. They did a great song. They did a great job of um, taking the, the words of Edelweiss and just, you know, turning it on its head just a little bit as well. And oh my, we're going to have such fun together. We'll sing, we'll dance, we'll bicycle wearing clothes made of upholstery fabric, and we'll eat all of the greens off of our plate. Are you on medication? So I don't know mm-hmm. if that means she is or she isn't on enough medication or something. This um this Julie Andrews character, what's her name here? It's uh Prunella Maria. Prun- no, well no, not oh, in this no, case. No. Brunella no, Flundergust or Flundergast or however you pronounce it. Um she she's definitely there's nothing necessarily wrong with this character other than mm-hmm. she's just really annoying. They can't. They can't hurt her though, because of that, right? They have. This is the first time we're introduced to the Warner's code of ethics. Essentially, they can't hurt Prunella, Brunella, because well, she hasn't like done anything to, you know, to to necessarily annoy them in a in a physical yeah. way or something. I, right? I don't, she's not doing anything on purpose. It's not her fault for. Annoying them. It's kind of like uh, the Plain Pals episode. Like they were also, they never. I don't think hurt him, right? They just kind of right tried to avoid him. Well, it, and it's very much the same. so. It's it's kind of like I wonder if we ever get Paul Rugg on the show. I, I want to ask him a little bit about this kind of idea because the, again, the Warners do this essentially with Elmira as well. You know, they they can't get away from Elmira. They they could they they don't ever hit Elmira with a mallet or anything. They just kind of let nature take its course by just introducing her to another one of the characters and put her in a situation that is out of their hands. Um, Mm -hmm. So, which is kind of like, you know, it's still guilt by association, Warners. You know, right? She, like getting Slappy to do this was still like, you know, attacking her. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. This is like, no, officer, I didn't murder this person. I hired somebody to murder them. <laughs> I told him to murder them, so, so it's fine. It's fine. See? I was going to pay him, but they told me <laughs> they, I didn't have to. <laughs> exactly. Is what this, Slappy said. So. Yeah, this one was out of the house. <laughs> I, I did. That whole Slappy part, though, really did make me laugh. If Skippy comes by, tell him I'll be back after happy hour. <laughs> Children, where are you? Well, hello there, little squirrel. Let me hug you. Just a second. This one's on the house. 
hold this. See ya. Yeah, I had no idea that's who they were talking about at first. I mean, I, I was trying to figure out who are they referring to, and, and they cut to Slappy, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> that's hilarious. And of course, the, the moment where she calls them, you know, different names, I just, I love that. I'm so very pleased to meet you. That'll change. Let me guess. You must be Dit. Dot. Dot. Right. Wiggy! Wacko. Right, and you, you must be... This ought to be good. P.T. Pie! Close, good for you! It's Yakko. Other moments, what do you guys... There's so many different things in here. I want to make sure I give you guys an opportunity. What are some... Nathan, any other things that you thought was uh, really good in this? I, I like oatmeal, so I have a song that I can sing about oatmeal now. It's fun. <laughs> good, excellent. Every morning, sing that song. Um, Kelly? I was about to say I like the oatmeal song, but I don't like oatmeal, so I could relate to the Warners not liking it. Um, I, the <laughs> songs that they were singing in between her oatmeal song were pretty funny. Um, there's what about like when they sang as cowboys about like there's a spike. There's like two different songs they sing, and both of them are yeah. kind of twisted. Like one of them's about like a there's a spike in somebody's chest who put it in. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, in his head. Makes you feel just right. We had a little doggy, we used to call him Fred, but now we call him nothing. The reason is he's dead. That ought to make her mad. When I think of oatmeal, it makes my heart throb. You were saying? Every small gooey drop, every big steamy glob. Who put a rat in Margaret's bed? Who put a spy through Norman's head? Who, oh, who is doing all these things? Yeah! Eat all your oatmeal. Just shove it in. Uh, well, anyway, the the I guess the only other little moment that I didn't really catch until the second time watching it was just the fact that the Warners she breaks into their the water tower that second time to sing them the song. Talk to I just think that's so funny that they weren't having. Bad dreams. Yakko, I guess, was having a bad dream, but not to the point where they needed to be, you know, sung to or anything like that. They weren't it scared of the because th- of the thunder. Yeah, she came. Yeah. It's okay. It's just thunder, and they're like, "What are you talking She's about?" She's clearly afraid of the thunder, yeah. which is funny. <laughs> yes. She's. I know. Obviously, this woman is is horrified of thunder and has to go to somebody <laughs> to get printed. Oh my goodness! It, just such a such a funny cartoon. So, and uh, all the things she sings about in that song are pretty weird. Uh, like Bob Hope specials, spams on griddles, Mary mm-hmm. Hart's hair, shiners, <laughs> Leonard paintings Moulton. of children, Leonard Moulton, Leonard Moulton yeah, Par- Paul Harvey's head, and hitting uh, bugs with spades. I think, and so yeah, just, and just the Olsen twins. Just random stuff. Yeah, r- speaking of random stuff, I mean, like she's singing. Was well, she singing the song Burbank? And she's saying she's pinching her cheeks in that third hand of somebody <laughs> on creepy. the street. Some creepy guy is pinching her as well. <laughs> it's just like, um, and I gotta look this up real quick. But they're they're walking around, and there's the the sign says it's Larry Storch days. 
Is there anything? How about, I meant to look that up? Is there anything about who Larry Storch is? I don't know. Larry Storch. That I meant to look it up. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Here we go. Larry Storch is an American comedian and actor best known for his comic television roles, including voiceover work for cartoon shows such as Mr. Whoopi on Tennessee Tuxedo and his tales, and his live-action role on the Bumbling of... Oh, yeah. And uh, his live-action role on the Bumble of the Bumbling Corporal Randolph Argon on F Troop, which I... Re- which, um... I know F Troop has a, a quick reference in at least one of the episodes of Freakazoid, so this being written by Paul Rugg and then having an F Troop actor being mentioned it makes a lot of sense, so... Don't say his name! You mean don't say Candlejack? Freakazoid, why did you say his name? Because I, I wanted to do one of those funny things like, and you ever watch F Troop where Agarn says, there's no way I'm wearing a dress, absolutely not, no dress, and Forrest Tucker's like, yeah, you're wearing that dress, you're going to wear that dress, and then they wipe, and Agarn's wearing a dress. You! Look up, brothers! Look who's here for you! Oh, I love that bit. <laughs> yeah, Larry Storch, comedic actor and uh, voice actor. He's still alive. As a time of this recording, is 95 years old. So, wow, Larry Storch. There you go. So, get get on out to Burbank this year for Larry Storch days. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> any other moments you guys want to talk about before we talk about our last segment for today? Uh, Hello, nurse had a weird face at one scene, but <laughs> she did. <laughs> and I'm glad she did. She was really. You really see how the stress of. Like, she even says, like, they kiss me when I don't want to be kissed, basically, in the yeah. song. Which, in this, hey, me too, you know? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, but, like, in the, that's that could be, that's not appropriate. So, there you go. You know, it does make me wonder. It really, you know, in all seriousness, that does make me wonder, like, with the reboot and everything. Like, is Hello Nurse at least saying that and going after her and everything like that? Is that gone? I know we talked about it before. Like, is that going to be something they get rid of in the upcoming reboot revival? And I bet Hello Nurse won't even be in the reboot. Mm. Yeah, there's a good chance of that. <sighs> I just... mean, it's not like she she has any, you know, uh, significant role in the cartoons. I mean, basically, she's there just for them to flirt with. But it's so weird. Like, she was there in, like, 1930 or whatever, you know, 1929, you know. She looks great. <laughs> 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 is that or her mom was there someone you know so you like there's a history of her family working there at the very least so at the very least there's been hello nurses <laughs> for generations of warner brothers and maybe they're to, clones oh clones a clone mm-hmm. army hey <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and move on over to our next cartoon which is called yabba dabba boo And Yabba Dabba Boo was written by Peter Hastings, and it was directed by John McClanahan and Rusty Mills. And uh, Kelly, tell us what hip- what happens here in uh, Yabba Dabba Boo. I can't see John McClanahan's name and not hear you say it with that accented voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal. It cracks. I'm sure that's how he pronounces it too, right? Yeah, he goes, John McClanahan. He's like, hello, hello there, my name is John McClanahan. 
Oh, that'd be awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yabba Dabba Boo is a Chicken Boo episode, and uh, he's a script doctor for the Flintstones movie. We see an exterior shot of the an Amblin, inter, an, an, Amblin animation building, and then we cut to a scene where a bunch of animators are talking about the Flintstones script, and at the head of the table is what can only be an animated version of Tom Ruger. Mm-hmm. And they actually did a really good job from what, you know, what I can tell. Um, I mean, we've talked to Tom. I've seen pictures of him and stuff and through the Skype. And uh, looks like a really good animated version of him. Mm-hmm. So I, um, they're trying to come up with some funny lines for the script. And they've been struggling, whole table full of animators. And so they bring in the script doctor, who happens to be Chicken Boo. Um, but they, they don't know that. And they call him Larry Gelboo. And he comes in and Tom reads part of the script and says, you know, any ideas? And the other animators come up with some suggestions and they're all scrapped. And so they talk to Chicken Boo and he goes, bark, bark, bark. <laughs> and they laugh hysterically. They're like dying and falling out of their chairs and collapsing in fits of laughter. And they think it's the funniest thing they've ever heard. So they keep going through like that. And he keeps coming up with these clever, amazing lines. And one of the animators says, no, I like, I heard he's a chicken and she just keeps staring at the other people and, and doesn't, doesn't understand what the deal is. Um, and I'm, I, I, is that supposed to be Sherry Stoner? That's actually Deanna Oliver, actually. Oh, okay. Who's written many of the Chicken Boo episodes. And I think, and I'm not absolutely sure, but I think she might be voicing herself. It's hard to tell because I don't think they really put them in the, um, in the yeah, she's not credited, so I'm guessing credited, so. not. No. Well, I was I was reading the show notes and it says Sherry Stoner was the only. Yeah, writer. that's wrong. That's wrong. That's yeah. on the Wikipedia, the Animaniacs wiki. They okay. have the wrong information. Yeah, I was like, I don't oh, think right. Sherry Stoner's in the room. Like, I, was I like, think she might be the person with black hair. Maybe no. That's are you talking about the African American woman? Is that African American woman? Yeah, I thought that was an African American woman. <laughs> no, that's right. There is a woman with black hair, but I didn't think that looked like Sherry Stoner. Well, that's the only one I like, thought she didn't talk. Could be. No, she doesn't talk in this. Yeah, there's one woman that talks, and that is a, a character of Deanna Oliver. And okay. and I think it, I think that might be her voice. But who knows, Deanna? If you're listening, get on our show and let's talk about it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so she's the only one that kind of can see through the the disguise. And so they finally get to the last part of the script and Chickaboo comes up with another clever line and Tom Ruger signs off on it, says this is done. Um, this is looking great. So excited. And then the caterers come in with lunch and it's so many different forms of ways that you can eat chicken. It's like teriyaki chicken and skewered chicken and barbecue chicken. And with each dish that he he um says out loud what it is chicken boo's eyes get bigger and bigger and he starts freaking out 
And then he's running around the room in circles, and his clothes start to fly off, and then it's revealed that he's a giant chicken. Bum, bum, bum. And then, what? And they kick him out. <laughs> they actually carry him out. They throw him out. Yeah, it was actually nicer than some of it, because sometimes they like beat him up, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, this or time, chase him out, you know. They yeah. just this time it was out. just the, the what was it? The caricatures of uh, Peter Hastings and uh, let's see, Nick Nicholas Hollander had the frizzy hair right there. They kind of lift him up and just throw him out. Now this this um, chicken boo did have a different uh, theme song than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of saying you wear a disguise to look like human guys, uh, what did they say, Nathan? They said. Um, you're, Something different. They say uh, you're jumbo sized and you wear a disguise, which I don't like as much. I don't like that either. You're jump. He is jumbo sized, but <laughs> why do you think they changed it? Like, is to look like other guys not PC enough, or what? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I mean, uh, there's. I see one. Someone said that they thought they changed it because people kept insisting that the human guys. People were saying that it was G U I. S-E, which doesn't make any sense. And they, so to put it to bed, they changed the lyrics just so no one would ever think of that. I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah, I don't know about that. Or it was just like, guys <laughs> is too restrictive. Like, even though I don't think he's ever dressed up as a woman, like, you know, the word guy itself kind of leans towards a male connotation. So maybe well, that's, that's what why. I'm saying about P- PC. Yeah. Cause... Maybe if he doesn't want to dress up as humans even, so... Because it doesn't say now, and now he can dress up as other creatures. Even. <laughs> That's true. There's a He's jumbo size, and he wears a disguise. Yeah, he can dress up as aliens. You know, it just opens up the op- you know, <laughs> opens things up for him. The whole new world. It's a whole <laughs> fantastic <laughs> point of view. <laughs> well, uh, he definitely <laughs> his disguise in this case was very '90s looking. Uh, you know, I thought it was just the backwards hat and. I don't know. Something about his his look just looked like a like a young guy in the '90s for some reason. It looked like kind of like the guy who used to do the Burger King commercials. <laughs> he used to be like on MTV and stuff. That just looked like Chicken Boo in this one to me. But his name of uh, what was it Larry Larry Galboo is a reference to uh, Larry Gelbart, who was a noted television writer uh, who wrote uh, episodes of Mash. Um, extensively on MASH, according to the notes right here. So, you know, there you go. That's who they're referencing, an actual writer, uh, which I had no idea. But uh, it, was a, it was a cute, uh, you know, chicken boo. I, you know, don't really have any complaints about it. I thought I liked it. Um, what do you guys think? Any Anything you thought were cool, Nathan? Um, it made me kind of miss Yes Always, because I like those characters maybe better. I don't know. It was just nice in that one that we actually got here. Yeah. voiced by the actual people. Yeah, the caricatures in this one looked a little off. I mean, I guess Tom Ruger looked a little shorter than usual. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he looked stockier, I think. Yeah. Um, but then again, maybe it's because, you know, yes, always, you know, you're dealing with mice, and everyone's going to look here <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to mice. I like that they made fun of uh, Flintstones, kind of, making fun of the jokes that they tell on it. Yes, the, the it's a living job. What is the birds? Yeah, it's a living. No, let's me say it all the time. How about it's a job? Yeah, <laughs> and I had no idea that they were actually dealing with apparently the the Flintstones movie 
and not the Flintstones cartoon. Oh. You see, and which I believe the Flintstones movie was produced by Amblin. So Yes. So and it, and Steven Spielrock. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> How could you forget that? <laughs> I do remember the promotions at the time were heavily McDonald's based and uh there's a lot of McRibs that uh that summer <laughs> that movie came out. They do mention the the Casper movie. Okay, listen up. I am bringing in the script doctor to fix this thing. Larry Gelbu. <gasps> How did you get him? I hear he completely salvaged Casper. Which, uh, of course, Deanna Oliver and Sherry Stoner both worked on the Casper script. Uh, whether or not they salvaged it, or I think they just wrote it. My, you know, they didn't just sell, you know. But I thought it was kind of a cool thing that they're little in-jokes like that, which uh, mm-hmm. were, were cool to see. I believe Deanna Oliver and Sherry Stoner actually wrote a sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I want to know what was in that sequel that uh, never got made. Anyway, mm. well, it's a it's a it's a good episode. It's a good cartoon. Um, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. So, what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? Kelly, let's start with you. I, I'll go with four. I thought both segments were really strong, and I love all the Sound of Music um, parody songs, and particularly the appearance of Mary Poppins at the end. That was that was a nice little uh, surprise, because as soon as I... <laughs> she was, you know, Julie Andrews and Nanny in Sound of Music, and I was like, well, we probably should have, like, Mary Poppins reference somewhere in here too so i thought that was cute and then um yeah it was just it was funny and it was a little different than the usual warner brothers this is our new best friend kind of cartoon and and they actually interacted with slappy and that was fun too Mm -hmm. uh nathan what about you i concur i also give it a four um i think i liked both segments quite a bit i just uh, i think the animation was a little weak through parts of it it was inconsistent i guess i should say um where there would be times i really liked the animation and other times i really hated it so uh but other than that a uh, great episode i guess right. and i will give it a four and a half and the only reason i won't give it a five is just like you said nathan the animation was a little inconsistent there are moments that look really good and there are other moments that um and i don't know if it's just my dvd like the way it was transferred over but some some parts just look a little i don't know the cells just look a little dirty and and uh just the the way that the faces are animated just looks a little off at times but everything's written so well that uh like really really well that uh, i'm gonna give it a four and a half let's go ahead and get to last week's twitter poll so nathan what did we well actually it was actually two weeks ago nathan what did we ask our folks to uh tell us what was our question Two weeks ago? Okay. I, well, um, the question was uh, future Animaniacs crossover uh, for the reboot, and the choices were uh, Tiny Toons, Freakazoid, Family Guy, or Steven Spielberg. I don't I don't have the results up yet. Oh. Do you want that? I can, I can tell you. I can tell you who won. Okay. I have the results now. Okay. <laughs> well, Kelly will tell us who should have won. Was, I bet it was Steven Spielberg, right? 
Okay, well, let's find out. So, with 7%, we have Family Guy. With 12%, we have Steven Spielberg. At 30%, we have Freakazoid. And at 51%, we have Tiny Toons. So, no, Steven Spielberg, then I voted for Steven Spielberg. What is wrong with people? Right? Our listeners should stop listening and vote for Steven Spielberg. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it's... I I don't know. I was glad to see that Family Guy didn't win. Um, Although some people were intrigued with that possibility when I was talking to them online. They're like... You know, now that I think about it, Family Guy might be kind of cool to see in Animaniacs. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm, no. Um, but uh, I, Tiny Toons definitely, I think, would be, uh, you know, welcome to... I think just people want to just see more episodes of Tiny Toons, perhaps. But uh, who knows? Maybe that'll be the next reboot thing. We'll mm. see. Uh, but uh, very interesting results. Uh, Nathan, what... Uh, what kind of poll do we have for this week? Okay, so this week uh, is a question about the reboot again. Uh, regardless of who voices them, which of these Animaniac segments would you most like to return for the reboot? Uh, Mindy and Buttons, Rita and Runt, Skippy and Slappy, and the Good Feathers. So yeah, regardless of who's voicing them, since we don't know which of these characters will be, you know, voice, you know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not optimistic that these voice actors will be coming back. So. Yeah. I. The more the 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 news gets delayed for this, the less and less likely I think that we're going to get the original voice actors back for the Animaniacs yeah. reboot. But either way, if they got them back or not, which one, which of these would you want back in the reboot? Yes. This is about the characters themselves, the drawn characters, not necessarily. Yeah. The, the tertiary characters, right? Is what we could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can go ahead and make your voice heard by going to twitter.com slash animaniacast or simply searching on Twitter for hashtag animaniacastpoll and you can make your voice heard. Well, before we get to contact information, let's go to a few quick announcements and Animaniacs news. First exciting news, well, at least it's exciting for us, is that next week will be our 100th episode. Whoa. You mean episode 78A? Yes, or... <laughs> 78A will actually be our 100th no. episode. <laughs> We've had so many A's and B's and no C's yet. But who knows? Hey, the show's not over yet. We could get, we might get some C's and C's are for cookie and that's good enough for me. So you never know. <laughs> so, but our hun- cookies are sometimes food. These cookies, cookies are sometimes food. Anyway. Uh, uh, our 100th episode next week, we're going to be talking about our favorite Yakko, Wacko, and Dot moment. Both just a, it could be just a song, it could be a, a thing when they did that one, you know, line or whatever. It's just a, a moment, whatever that happens to be. We're also going to be sharing our favorite moment of the podcast that we have done now for almost two years. So... Next week will not only be our 100th episode, but we're going to go ahead and call it our two-year anniversary special. It's going to be our 100th uh, episode spectacular thing. So Spectacular. <laughs> yes, it'll be spectacular. <laughs> um, so if you uh, would like to go ahead and tell us what your favorite Yakko, Wacko, or Dot moment is, or uh, a moment from our podcast that you've all been listening to of course all these two years 
uh, go ahead and send us an email, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com, and uh, let us know. And, uh, you know, you might want to just let us know just your yakko, wacko, or dot moment, since, you know, if everybody sends in a yakko, wacko, and dot moment, and a moment from the podcast, oh my goodness, we, uh, we might have a whole, you know, three-hour podcast, perhaps. So, because, of course... You know, a million people are going to send the responses, of course, right? Yeah. Anyway, and we're not. Well, we just won't read it. So, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so just send us just one of your one of your moments right there, and uh, if you could send us a voicemail, we'll play it on the air. Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll read it ourselves. So again, animaniacast at retrozap.com is the place to send that to. And let's go ahead and get to some Animaniacs reboot news. And uh, you know, like we were saying. I really hope that the original voice actors are going to be returning, but it's so far, uh, if I were to put money down on it right now, I, I almost would bet that they're not going to be like, I really, in my gut is just telling me, I bet they're going to get like somebody like Ben Schwartz or, you know, a comedian out there to play Yakko. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't want to see, but I could totally see them doing it. It's the way that DuckTales is doing stuff um you know they just announced the new cast of the new star wars animated series and half of those actors are all you know but on television they're all they're all like visually like they they want people now that people have seen on tv before i don't really mm. like it it's i mean think about it like in, unless it's a pixar film a lot of the movies yeah, or, from DreamWorks, or an original show or something yeah you know yeah if it's a reboot of a show it's with Named it's stars. It's usually with named stars these um, days. I, I would think, it, my bet, if they brought any people back, it would be Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche. I think those are the two most likely for Pinky in the Brain. But that's yeah. that's, that's only because Maurice LaMarche kind of made it seem like he knew about the reboot, but in tw- on Twitter. Like, it just seemed like he... And if they brought him back, I would assume they would bring Rob Paulson back. But, but yeah, I, 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 I don't, I have no idea. It's, <laughs> it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Well, anyway, you know, I, I, I saw this one thing online. By the way, speaking of the brain, I, I saw this one thing that said that Patrick Stewart uh, auditioned for the part of the brain at when it originally did it. Which I don't know if that's true or not. I don't think it is. But mm-hmm. anyway. We could check with Tom. Tom Ruger. Tom Ruger, get on the phone. Uh, Tom, call in right now. Well, wait. Is he calling in? I haven't heard him yet. Hang on. Okay. Uh, and, uh, we'll get. We'll get. We'll catch up with you the next time, Tom. Anyway, Usually instantaneous. Oh yeah, just missed the call. <laughs> we put out the Tom Ruger signal out into the skyline, but nothing <laughs> happened. Oh well, maybe next time. So Jessica Barutsky announced on. Instagram a couple weeks ago that she would be involved in the Animaniacs uh, reboot. However, it looks like negotiations you know, collapsed one way or another, and so she's no longer going to be on the series. However, Katie Rice and Brianne Ruhard both said on Twitter that they will be uh, working on the show as either animation director or designer. So, we're having a lot of, uh, you know, women directors, women designers and stuff announcing their involvement in the show. So that's cool to see. I haven't heard any other announcements when it comes to uh, people working behind the scenes or anything. So, you know, folks, if you see anything on Twitter, because 
a lot of these artists like to announce like, Hey, I'm getting involved in this show or this or that. Uh, let us know. You can tweet at us at Animaniacast or just send us an email. Um, yeah, well, one more little bit of news, and that is for all the listeners out there, because we need to get some more listener feedback. We haven't got any more reviews in a long time. So this is what we're going to do. We are going to have an Animaniacast contest. So Nathan, hit us with the Animaniacast theme song contest song. We're going to have an Animaniacast theme song for this contest. I don't know what the theme song is going to be, but we're going to have one. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So to, uh, this contest or whatever we're calling it is basically a giveaway. If you leave a positive five-star review on Apple Podcast slash iTunes, whatever we want to call it, uh, and you just let us know which review it is with uh, your address, we're going to mail you out an Animaniacs decal. Ooh, that's right. We'll randomly get either a Yakko, a Wacko, or a Dot, or maybe a Pinky in the Brain. I don't know. I have a bunch of different decals that I can send you. But uh, all you need to do is just send us an email, animaniacast at retrozap.com, and say, hey, I just left a review on Apple Podcast or Apple iTunes, and this is what it said, or whatever. And I'll say, okay, great. And I'll check it off and mail out that decal to you for free. Because... You know, mm. it's it's not too hard to do a review on Apple Podcasts, but um, it's not. Then again, it's not the the easiest thing in the world either. So, as a way of saying thank you uh, to you know to you guys out there for leaving that, taking the time to do that, we're going to repay you by sending you guys out a free decal. But but what if what if I already put in a review that's five stars? Well, and... Nathan. I know yeah. you already did, and you're still one of the hosts, so you don't get one. But oh, so I don't. No, I don't care. Just don't stop. Well, no, 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 no. But no, for what? the other people who aren't oh. you, <laughs> and I don't I'm, care about that. Well, I do. If 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 you've already <laughs> left a review and it's a nice five star review, and uh, you'd like to get a decal as well, and it's already up there, hey, that you get a decal too. That's right. So all you have to do is just you'll get a decal, and you'll get a decal. Exactly. And you'll get. A Thank you, Oprah. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're we're throwing out decals. We're going to do this for the month of May uh, up until the point where I say, okay, I've done too many. But we're, <laughs> we'll say up to, oh, what are we at? 22 right now? We'll say up to 50 reviews, okay? And uh, get to the next 50 reviews. And if you want a, a, a decal, just send us an email, animaniacast at retrozap.com. Because... You know, it really helps us out with visibility. It helps us out with uh, with the rankings on uh, iTunes and everything to show that the audience is evolved. You want to, if you like the podcast, you want others to like it as well. Well, hey, leaving a positive five star review is a great way to uh, let people know. Okay, well, that'll be do it for today, I think. So let's get to some contact information. Nathan, where can people get in contact with you online? Um, I just uh, created a Twitter account. Uh, it's Django FT. Um, that is me. So you just... I created it like, yeah, like uh, a couple years ago. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say, did you delete your old account and then remake it or something? Okay. No, no. I mean, time is relative. So. Okay, yeah, that's true. Uh, so Kelly, what about you? I am also on Twitter, uh, Yoda Princess Y O D A P R N C S S. 
Or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. Oh. That's Kelly with a Y. Kelly with a Y. And as for the Animaniacast, we are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and of course you can email us as well, which is Animaniacast at RetroZap.com. And hey, you know what? Speaking of RetroZap.com, you should head on over there right now today. You know why? Because there's not only 21, count them, 21 different podcasts that you should be listening to, such as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Ardcast, Beltway Banthas, Bruise and Blasters, Classic Marvel Star Wars Comics, Deuce Cast Movie Show, Dork Lair, Doom Cast, Green Justice and Arrow Podcast, Kanata's Castle, The Sandcrawler, A Scarlet Velocity, A Flash Podcast, Skywalking Through Neverland, Starships, Sabres and Scoundrels, Talking Apes TV, Techno Retro Dads, Terrigan Dreams, The Trade Federation, Warp Trails, and We Know Nothing. Oh my gosh, but there's also articles and videos and all this other stuff over there that you could check out. It's a great one-stop pop culture mecca. RetroZap.com. Check it out today. So, that'll do it. So, until we get to next week with our 100th episode spectacular, this is Joey and for Nathan and Kelly. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Perfect. Beautiful. Done. Ta-da. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Oh, gee, sounds fun, but... Uh... A little help. Oh, um, we can't. We have to, um, to, uh, well, we've got to... Okay. Perfect. <laughs>